welcome to Life on the Watercrest Line. In this series, we follow the activities of the line throughout the year. We go behind the scenes and see all aspects of the operation. Episode 9 The Driving and Firing Experience Part 1 It is an absolutely perfect early autumnal afternoon. The sun is shining. It's perfect for our adventure. In this episode, I learn how to build the fire in the school's class steam locomotive, Cheltenham, before we set off on our training afternoon. When I was a child, like many other people, I wanted to be an engine driver. I grew up about 30 yards from a railway station in the latter days of steam and then the early days of dieselisation on southern region of British railways. I never realised how noisy working on the footplate of a steam locomotive is. I've had to clean up the sound so that you can hear people speaking rather than just the clatter and bang of the locomotive travelling the tracks. I hope you won't think that it removes some of the authenticity of today's podcast. We have to wait for a train to leave first. But then I'll be joining Terry and Graham for our course, which starts at 1300. I believe our locomotive is in the other platform, but until the train that's on the platform I'm on leaves, which as you can hear it, and I can now see in front of me Cheltenham, member of the school's class, one of the old Southern Railway locomotives, number 925. Before we got onto the locomotive and I started shoveling coal, I took the opportunity to have a short chat with the driver about the knack of driving Cheltenham. The engine, it's ideal for this line in the right conditions, but the trouble is because it's so steep, in the wrong rail conditions we find that it slips and slides all over the place and you have got the chance of stalling or burning the tyres and that's while we're going along. So it needs a careful driver? It needs careful driving, yes. Um, whether you say I'm a careful driver or not, after the end of the afternoon we'll see again. Well, I'll report back on that one. <laughs> yeah, bear in mind that uh, you guys will be doing all the driving and firing. You'll just be um, like under instruction on what we're up to and that. So, in fact, three very uncareful drivers, or very inexperienced, shall we say. Yes, but very quickly you will learn the right way to do it because none of you want to damage the engine. We don't want you to damage the engine, so we will do it in a way that we get from A to B without damaging the engine and you learn what you're doing and it will all come easy. The man at the top's the driver first. Yes. Second man firing first. Yes. Third man's observing. Yes. Right, you're firing. Okay. I have been selected to be the first fireman, which means that I have to build up the fire before we can leave. I must remember, of course, that it's uphill all the way, so there's quite a lot of work to be done. There's the fire. It goes quite a long way forward. If I say put some as far down the front as you can, that's towards the front of the engine. It's not like the sort of front of a, of a, of a you know, coal fire. Yeah. So. What we do is we build the back end of the fire up in the platform 
and then the front half will fire on the road. Because the pressure is in a comfortable position. If you stay there all day, that would be great, it won't. Do you know what happens if it hits the red line? So from here to Alton, we'll use less because we're not pulling 200 tonnes of train. The water is all in the tender. And these things called injectors, which will operate during the course of the day, put water in as the driver's using it. You can't make steam without water. Sorry, the injector is steam powered. Yes. Underneath each side is an injector with a series of cones in it to work on Bernoulli's principle of convergent and divergent yeah. cones which change the velocity and the pressure yep. to push because obviously the water's got to go in against 200 pounds per square inch so what i want you to do now please sir the the driver who's driving first you are so if you if you stand over there because you'll be you'll be sitting here with dave behind you the bad news is if you're right-handed it'll be a bit tricky so you fire left-handed because the driver is the driver's there the fireman's here if I gave you that shovel normally, you'd hold it like that, wouldn't you? You'd hold it like that. Are you left or right-handed? I'm right-handed. So you I'm just, I'm just adapted, yeah. you know, you yeah, get used yeah. to it. Yeah. But it's, it's mainly because if you fire right-handed, you have to stand there, and the driver gets a bit smoother. Yeah, yeah. So, the coal, what a typically inexperienced person would do, get here, take two or three steps over here, and do that. What you've got to do is to try to do, no got about it, just try your best, is to stand much closer so that you can reach for the hole like that and then you can get it in uh, further. Uh. And if for example if you're looking right down the front, it's that. What you will most of you will do is you'll go there and get it sort of like that, which is fine. Because I will make sure that wherever you don't get it. I'll put it. But the crucial thing is it has to be completely covered. If there's any thin areas, that pressure will plummet. So what I'd like to do now is to what we call fill up the back end, which means you haven't got to throw it anywhere. You've just got to push it down into that back right corner. It's a good idea if you go the other way to put your hand that way rather than that way. It's just easier to turn your wrist there. Don't worry about that. And round to the left. So I'm not really throwing it in, I'm just actually tucking it in these back corners. And under the door, it's literally that. So it's just tucked inside. Now, if you look in there, down in this back left hand corner, there's very little coal. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Likewise, in the back right hand corner, there's very little coal. I want to pull up. Okay. So you want to stand like that. Like that. Now normally I'd hold a shovel yeah. like that, so I'm holding That's it. That's correct. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, that doesn't look right to me, Uh Yeah, no, you are right, but you, that didn't look right somehow. Okay, so however you want, try and get that in under the door. Try and remember where you're putting it. That's it. 
So it's really a question of chipping chip your shovel right up so it's sort of The only chance you can get that left hand over there. That, that's better. That's better. Some on the left. Good. The firebox you can see is quite narrow. So just literally angling the shovel to the left. Good. And some on the door. Right, you keep doing that. We're going to have a cup of tea. We'll see you Does it naturally fall down from the no, pile to the front? No. Uh, we don't use much on the lock like this, but the, um, typically towards the second half of the afternoon, the fireman spends half his time with a rake pulling it forward. It's a bloody nuisance, but not much Good. How much more do you want? And again. Where's the coal come from these days? Um, to be honest, I'm not 100% sure where that because you get to a lot. Yeah. Uh, the last lot did come from a UK coal mine, yeah. an open cast mine in Northumberland. Yeah, there's no deep mines in the UK at all. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, sometimes we get it from the pressure, yeah. uh, but this last lot did come from Northumberland. It's what's called a hard coal, whereas the old Welsh coal was soft. doing a grand job. Now you see you've got plenty right up in the underneath. And you yeah. see, what you can do with now is putting some slight, letting it roll slightly down into that hole. So a little bit yeah. of a shell. That's right, a little bit of a shell. It's nice and even, but you've got exactly the same over there. Okay. So just slightly further forward of where you've been putting it. But more importantly, let me just get that In terms of getting it slightly further forward, you've got to try and avoid clouting that thing. That's called a baffle plate, and if you look at it, it's a sort of scoop. I mean, every time when the engine's working hard, you're at the doors, huge amounts of cold air get sucked in. And the idea is to, is to direct that cold air down onto the fire rather than let it go up into the tubes. But then, if you can see, if you come right the way down, I mean, a long way down, if you can manage that, there's a, something called a brick arch. Can you see a brick yeah. arch with, with all sorts of stuff yeah. on it? But can you see there's a hole? Yeah. All the heat from the fire comes this way, because it can't do anything else, yeah. up there, and then out through the tubes. Oh, right, yeah. Obviously, if you clout that, it takes the sting out of your energy. Yeah. So the thing to do is So, if you're putting it slightly further forward, try and angle it down. So, so much, as long as you don't hit that, it does actually go further than you think. So it's, it's a down like that. Carry on doing that and just get it a little bit further forward now. Both sides again. Yeah, it's not bad. <coughs> Try that thrust from further back. 
device here is a blower so if you watch the fire and I turn the blower up oh, right. yeah, yeah. see that yeah that's in the smoke box is a ring it's a ring of steam jets round the blast pipe in the smoke box is a partial vacuum and because of the draw of the fire but that increases the draw as you see so you it does actually a get rid of the smoke and b liven it up fairly quickly so I'm just opening that very slightly Which means I have to add more coal. No, 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 possibly, yes. <laughs> What's the minimum usable pressure? Um, 140. The trouble with when it gets to 140 is the brakes go on. Oh, right. Because the brake... It's not being held off. It, it, the brakes uh, is a vacuum yeah. here. And the vacuum is created by a steam, steam powered injector. So if it ain't got no steam, no, you, no can't, you can't get it, create a vacuum. No. So you know when the pressure is dropped because it comes to a fault. Very embarrassing in the middle of the But what I'm trying to do is to look and see further forward, which is quite tricky because it's difficult to wall a flame. But I, I, I do know that yeah, if you look to the left, yeah. further forward, yeah. it's yeah. quite thin. It's very yeah. thin over there. Can you see it's black? Yeah. Yeah. So that's where it needs to go straight away. I might need to come down there. You can see where I'm pointing, can't you? Yeah, There's yeah. no fire there. Yeah, yeah. That's just being observant. I'm going to try and get some down there. That's about six feet short. Better, but probably not there. thing is to be right over here and there. So it's almost like so you start your swing there. At the but that went a long way. So probably now we'll be back for a bit. But we're in a good position. I'm just gonna get some coal down for you now. Oh. When the driver comes back we can go I think. Fair enough, when it's standing still, what are you doing 60 miles an hour, jumping around a bit? That'll get us to Medstead. It's a bit frightening when that amount of coal is needed to get us to Medstead. Now what's happening now underneath, that injector has kicked in, and water is now being transferred into the boiler. 
So that will go up and that will go down by dint of the fact you're putting cold water in. So if you time it right, you're looking at your watch all the time and waiting for the car to blow the whistle, you do all of this in the last five minutes and then hope to God he don't blow his whistle, you know, because you're then ready to go, you know. And if, yes, and if they don't blow their whistle or you're, or you're held as a signal, yes, you just let the valve go. Or if you've got enough space, you can keep tweaking the injector until eventually it's too full. I mean, that's about, I would, really, Dave, because the engine is tender up because we're on a bit of a slope, all the water is down the front. So ideally, you'd want this to be relatively low because all the water is right. down the front. Yeah. And yeah. if the engine was level, yeah. it would pop up a bit. Uh, so it's actually giving you a full three. Oh, yes. Only 200 yards on this entire 10 mile railway at its level, which is the best bridge going into Orton, when most good firemen will remember and look at the gauge. But you get to know where the level is relative to the, I, I, you know, with experience. Going the other way, you can have it stuffed right to the top if it's all at the back. Get a bit of cool air for two minutes. Oh, I'm, I'm hot. You must be rushing. Because I've got I'm quite sure what time we do away, we probably didn't need to put quite that much on. We were coming around quite hard. Uh, we could have gone five minutes ago, that would have been fine. Now we're chasing our tail a bit, so uh, I'm going to be doing more water than we want Those things up there I presume you use for pulling coal for? Uh, no, they're mainly designed for raking oh, the fire. Oh, they're for yeah. raking the fire. But, they, but the, the one there on the left is quite oh. useful for pulling coal forward, which I'm, I might use later on. But in the morning, for example, so I was in, we were in the city the morning, but the front half of the grate rocks. It's in three sections. So if I put a great big bar in there and rock it that in forwards, it does that. And the ash falls yeah. through into the ash pan. Yeah. But only the front, yeah. so that massive rake would allow me to push all the ash from last night oh onto right. that area yeah. to rock it through. Um, I usually then get in and just tidy up a few loose ends and things, but, but there are just various tools. I mean, the, the one with a big sort of chisel end yeah. is called a pricker, and that's if you think you've got a load of clinker in there and it breaks the clinker off the bars. You would do that at Rockley over those pits? In the morning, you're over the pit. Yeah. Where yeah. I've seen some per person who must have misbehaved with a shovel and a wheelbarrow. Oh, right, yeah, right. Permission to come on board? Certainly, sir. We'll pipe you on. Get your whistles out. <laughs> there you go. You all right? You driving? Apparently. Let's get you parked there, then. You will find it's not very comfortable to sit down. Okay. A wooden seat over one of these things going up and down is not the best place to be. We call it a reverser, basically gearbox. At the moment, you can mid gear, which means if you tried to move, it wouldn't move. Maybe the car up and then so it won't go nowhere. So, when I want you to alter it, must hold the handle before you release the catch. Because when we're going long, if you don't get hold of it, that whip back and forwards, and if your legs in the way, it will give you a nasty whack. Make sure you hold it before you take that off. Anti-clockwise, that indicator will come back towards you. Give that a try. Left hand on there, right hand fit to catch off. You want anti-clockwise, the indicator's coming towards you. Bring it right back to about here and knock him up. Then let go and, no, that's it. Oh, it's gone straight in there. Make sure that it goes in there. You might catch it like right. that, yeah. you know, and you've just got to lock it in there. Secondly, this is the important thing, this is a brake. 
So if you turn that round to about 10 o'clock, give it a cup and knock it round about 10 o'clock, and ignore the trigger with the handle, just push it up until it comes to a stop. Keep pushing. Right, that is the running position. Now both needles will climb up to 21. And what you're doing is you're sucking the air out of that pipe, creating a vacuum, which is releasing the right blocks off of the wheel. Climb up to 21. So if you get hold of that and pull it all the way down. Right, that makes it easy now for them to take the handbrake off. So you being the driver, you are them to take the handbrake off. Take the they do as you can because you're the driver. It makes it easy for them to then run there. Okay, put the brake back into the running position now. So this is just to screw down brake on the tender, just to, no, okay. not, not back them off, just mechanically. Just the tender. Just like a parking brake. Handbrake is off. Joint cock. There's the steam out. He's called out that the handbrake has been taken off. Yeah. If you look out the you, we've got a start and signal with this clear. We know we've got the token, so we can go. We don't need to blow the whistle yeah, because you're not warning anyone that we're coming. Yeah, so, two hands on the regulator, crack the regulator open. Gently. No, won't, won't. Now shut it. All the way down. Shut it. Too much and now it will slip. Now do it again. Gently this time. Get it a bit closer to it. That's it. What's in the needle? Or, and again, gently, too much. That's too much. Very gently, do it. Right, now, now, put two hands on it. Open it a little bit, let it set. Open it a bit more, let it set. A little bit more. Watching that needle. That suddenly jumps up. Can't start it, clear. Thank you. Back him a little bit more. Even there, let it settle for a few seconds. Now a little bit more. This podcast has been made by the Mr. T Podcast Studio. Thank you very much for listening. <laughs>